Welcome to Holistic Sex Ed Radio, where we are changing the way parents talk to their kids about sex, relationships, and how to stay safe in our rapidly changing world. You are your kid's best source of information and primary example. In these thought-provoking conversations, Robin and her guests seek to improve your relationship skills, expand your knowledge, and give you the tools to help your kids make the most out of their lives. Now, here's your host, Robin LaCrosse. Hey everyone, welcome to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. I'm your host, Robin LaCrosse, and I'm so excited to introduce to you today, Lee Holden. He is a world-renowned teacher of Qigong, meditation, and holistic healthcare practices. Lee's gift is to make the ancient practice of Qigong fun and accessible to all. Lee is a PBS favorite since 2006. His programs have aired on 105 stations, reaching over 50 million households. Lee created Healthy Movement, Healthy Mind, and Beyond the Scale for the Weight Watchers organization in 2016 and 2017. These programs were acclaimed to be the best pilot programs the company has ever run. Lee has also worked as a consultant for companies like Google, Apple, 3M, University of California, and a few major motion pictures with Happy Gilmore Productions. Hey, Lee. I'm so happy to have you here today. Thanks so much for having me, Robin. It's great to see you. So I want to talk about Taoist sexual today. And so first of all, I'd kind of like to start off with, can you just briefly tell like what is Taoism for our listeners who maybe don't know or have never heard of it before? What is Taoism? That is a good question. It's spelled T-A-O. So first thing is not to call it Tao. It's, it is one of the seven religions of the world, the seven great religions of the world. Um, but there has never been any Taoist crusades. It's all about nature and the way things work and observing who we are and our place in the universe and finding deeper purpose and meaning in that relationship. And so Taoism spans the various relationships that we have to life. The one we have with ourselves, the one we have with each other, earth and nature, and then the one we have with the divine. Tao means the way, and it means the way things work. And as one of the founders of Taoism said, there's your way, there's my way, and there's just the way it is. Sounds a little like parenting, huh? Yeah, right. So the way means just the way things are. it can re, it can reflect ultimate reality so in taoism there isn't a you know a deity so to speak it is more about um energy and how things are in the world it's it's basically points to ultimate truth now the first passage in the Tao Te ching says that the way that can be told is not the real way so as soon as we try to conceptualize ultimate reality, we find ourselves coming up short because language and linguistics don't really uh, fully express an experience. I mean, as simple as, you know, you take a trip to Hawaii and you come back and tell your friends about it, they still don't feel like they went on the trip. So the, the way in which we express things are just um, ways in which we can start to have a conversation. But ultimately what we wanna do is have the experience And so Taoism is about experience and it also can mean uh, a path, like a well-trodden path. So Taoist practitioners have been doing um, this particular kind of work for thousands of years 
And it is like a well-trodden path, uh, like a way through the forest, a way in which you can go from point A to point B. Now in Taoism, it can be the way of anything. So if we're talking about sexuality, relationships, here's the way to do this in the most optimal way, in a way that's healthy and fulfilling. And so it can be a small thing, as small as uh, a relationship, or it can be as big as the meaning of the universe. And so Taoism is very flexible and fluid in helping us navigate our own unique way uh, through life. Awesome. And I, I love your, you know, your example of how you can tell somebody about your Hawaii vacation, but it's not the same as going there and standing in the waterfall or swimming with the dolphins or playing on the beach or any of that. So I really love that. That really helps to, to help showcase the difference between the two. It's really light night and day. Yeah. So when it comes, yeah. yeah when it, go ahead. We can instruct or talk to people or tell people about it. And it's, it has valuable information, but at the end of the day, it's about experiencing. And, you know, no matter what topic we talk about, whether it's culinary, hey, this is the taste of this, you know, amazing exotic fruit. I remember trying to explain somebody uh, a strawberry when I was teaching in Brazil. And they were trying to explain the taste of a cashew fruit. And it wasn't until I actually sunk my teeth into it did I fully understand what they meant. And um, that's just, that, that's life. And that's what Taoism really is. And it's our experience. And everybody has a unique experience because even two people going to Hawaii will have a unique experience of, of the same trip. And so it's very personal to us. And that's why they say your relationship to the divine is very personal to you. And it is our job to explore that in all its various forms and facets and not just believe in something or read about something and take that as the gospel, but really to, to really develop into your own expertise and your own unique relationship uh, to the divine or to life in general. So if we are applying this to sexuality, then like it's exploring like all the different forms and aspects of sexuality, basically. So we would <clears throat> look at it, sexuality as a particular kind of energy and life expression. I mean, we all come from sexual expression. We have a male cell and a female cell and they come together and they form life. But it's much more than just this biological event. I mean, sexuality for us humans is something that is connective. It's energizing. It's relaxing. It's the way in which we express love. It's not just this biology. So there's many facets to sexual energy and its expressions. And the Taoist practitioners talk about sexual energy in its relationships, sexual energy in relationships to leading a, a healthy, vibrant life, like physical health, and talk about it in terms of our relational health, and also as a divine expression of, uh, you know, a, a microcosm of the macrocosm. So when, so when people talk about like Taoist sexual practices, like what does that mean exactly? Like what are they talking about? Is there like things that you do or is there, I mean, you're talking a lot about energy and that sort of thing. So tell us more about like, like when people say Taoist sexual practices, like what are they talking about? Like what does that mean? Okay, that's good. You said it too. First and foremost, we look at life or particular 
life circumstance through the lens of energy. Mm-hmm. And so in Taoism, energy was called qi, the life force energy. So qi could be breathing, it could be food, it could be sexuality. So that particular kind of qi, of energy, was called jing qi. Jing means essence, the essence of life and where it comes from. And this was reflective in sexuality, and it has relation to, let's say, libido. It has uh, relation to hormones and all of its various different ways in which it gets expressed. And so we look at it through energy, the energy lens, so that we can really understand it. And then we can experience it the way in which we want to experience it. So we take out all the belief system, the culture, and just look at it through energy. What is expressing our sexual energy mean? Because we have our own sexual energy within ourselves. And then there's a sexual energy that we express in partnership with our partner or partners. And each individual will have a inclination to to work with that energy in a particular way. And so first along this journey, we call it the Tao, the path into sexual expression is to understand your own sexual energy, what it means, what it means to you, and then how to use it in ways that are healthy, enlivening, and fulfilling um, in your own life. And so how would somebody go about like exploring their sexual energy? Because I think that's different than exploring I mean, sex. From an early age, we start exploring our sexual energy, you know, as we get into puberty and, and the way in which we express it is changes over time. So the way in which we express sexual energy when we are teenagers in our young adult life and to our older years might be, and hopefully quite different. And so to first understand sexuality is energy, that it's something natural, that it's something that in Chinese medicine and in Taoism, they call a treasure. It's not a burden. It's not something to be ashamed of. It's not a a sin. It is a treasure because orgasmic energy, sexual energy is life. It is what it is what sparks life. And that is the beauty of, of being in this body uh, or part of it is to, to really discover what sexual energy is and its relationship to love and how to combine it in a particular way, which was called alchemy. So we have our own sexual energy. When you infuse it with love, it becomes even more elevated. When you infuse it with the person that you love and that are attracted to, the energy changes. And so it's about that self-discovery of expressing that particular energy in ways that are elevating, that make you feel good, that are harmonious, that make somebody else feel good, and in kind and compassionate ways. Mm-hmm. So when somebody starts out, I mean, I'm sure that that's probably the place to start, is exploring your own personal energy before you, you know, try to explore it in partnership. And so, like, for somebody who maybe wants to start learning more about like how to cultivate their sexual energy and this sort of thing. Like how could they start doing that? Like, is there, are there any exercises or anything like that that you could share with us that could maybe help somebody who's interested in cultivating their sexual, building their sexual energy? Yeah, well, absolutely. So first understand energy. So Mm -hmm. energy is something recognize that, that life is energy, that, that everything in life is energy, whether you're taking a deep breath or it's your heartbeat, 
or it's a thought in your mind, or if, if it's a sexual impulse or libido, everything is energy. And so when you start to feel and understand how to work with energy, then sexual energy just becomes another energy to work with. And what we want to be able to do is work with energy in ways that are enlivening and feel good. So the beauty of, of sexual energy is that it, that it feels good, that, that often sexual energy is, is pleasurable. Now, in Chinese medicine, they say you can heal your body, let's say injury or disease or illness. You can heal through pain or you can heal through pleasure. Now, we know laughter and smiling and healthy sexual energy all have a tremendous healing effect on our bodies. So, number one, sex is good for you. Western medicine, Eastern medicine, whatever, whatever it is that you like to look at life through, every research says that, health, that sexual expression is healthy for your body and longevity. So, mm-hmm. that's the nice thing. So, we were looking at how to work with sexual energy in a healing way, in ways that are elevating and enhance our lives. So first, I would suggest doing some qi practice, some qigong, working with energy and breath work, because these are the building blocks in which you're going to work with sexual energy. Sexual energy is stronger. It has more power behind it. So it's a little bit like saying, hey, I want to, I want to ride that, that untamed horse. Well, first, it's good to work on horses that are tame. First, let's, let's work on, on skill sets and understanding how to actually ride something with, with more energy. I don't know if this is a good metaphor or not, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> or you jump on that bunking Bronco, start to mm-hmm. work with some, some easy energy to work with, which can be movement. It could be breath work. It could be meditation. It could be any real energy work. And then once your energy starts to, once you start to feel sexual energy, you can work with the same tools and techniques to move that energy through your body. So, for example, when we feel energy, sexual energy, um, we want a couple things to happen. First, we want to sense and feel it. Number two, we want to circulate it. Number three in the principles of working with sexual energy, you want to sublimate it. We want to, we want to elevate it. We want to move it to the heart. And number four, we would want to transform it. And this is all things that happen within your own body. Number five, then we want to exchange. So we want to work with a partner. And these are, let's call it alchemy of sexual energy, the mixing together of different kinds of sexual expression. It's a little bit like cooking. Your own sexual energy might be raw or unrefined, but as you start to do breath work or energy movement, it starts to be um, cooked together like a, like a recipe that then is even more flavorable, that tastes better, it's easier to digest. And so there's this alchemy of practice that you put together different tools and techniques with sexual energy, and it starts to become more refined. And then we add the right partner with the right chemistry. That chemistry is alchemy, the right exchange. Because why do we want to, why do we want to be with a partner? Because we want to exchange energy. We, most of the time we're being intimate. We don't want to procreate. What do we want? We want some energy. We want to feel close. We want to feel love. We want to circulate that sexual energy with somebody else because it's more 
enlivening or it's more enhancing that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I know a lot of people are definitely craving that connection. And so I love how you're saying starting out with Qigong, you know, I have a Qigong practice myself. And one of the first things that really attracted me to it was the way that my hands were buzzing as I was doing like even even like seven minutes of Qigong, like I could feel my hands buzzing. And I was like, wow, this is pretty amazing. Like, this is not normal. <laughs> Actually, it is normal. I'm just not used to feeling it. And so, so basically, when you're suggesting like starting with a practice like, say, Qigong, you're learning how to like tune in and identify what that energy feels like in the body, essentially. And then, yes. and then, as, as you, yeah, and as you develop it, then like you, like you're talking about circulating it, eventually circulating it with your partner and stuff. So, can you like, like when you get good at it, can you like, does your whole body buzz like that? <laughs> right. Does it? Yeah, give us the goods, right? Okay, uh-huh, so uh-huh. when you do get good at it, so that feeling of energy, you know, the, what does energy feel like to you is a good question to ask ourselves. So often if you do Qigong or if you're meditating, you start to feel lightness, buzzing and tingling, this bioelectricity because make no mistake, we have a tremendous amount of energy in our bodies And the two most powerful energies in our bodies are sexual energy and loving energy. So the energy of the heart and the energy of sexuality. If you look around at what people are doing in society, it's often to tap into one of those two energies. We want to feel our sexuality, whether it's watching entertainment or reading a book or listening to music, you'll see sexuality starting to become sublimated and transformed. When you go to a concert and you see people in ecstatic expression just listening to music, these are different ways of expressing sexual energy because it is the creative life force energy. Loving energy is the same. It's the energy of the heart. We want to feel loved. We want to express love and we want to feel love. So these are simple energies that we're all tuned in, but they're difficult because in society we haven't really been taught how to work with those energies. And so they become very confusing and we can be in, we can express them in manipulative ways that don't feel good. And we've all experienced that in relationships or various times in our life where that energy that we were exchanging or in connection with to somebody else didn't feel good. And we know the difference between when it feels really good and when it doesn't feel so good. And what we want to do with our practice is to develop a skill set where we can tap into and express sexuality and loving energy in ways that feel better and better and better more frequently. So we get, they become a, sc- a skill set like anything else. We, be, we get good at working with our sexual energy or energy of our heart so that it is repeatable, it's consistent, and it leads us along the path where we become liberated from manipulations or low vibrations in that kind of energy expression. Um, I know, I know you're trying to get me to kind of pin me down on some, on some very specific techniques. So let's do this. So when we okay. feel actually, energy, let's take a, let's, let's take a commercial break. And when we come back, I'll let you finish that thought.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at HolisticSexEdRadio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. Okay, everyone, we're back. So, okay, let's go for it. Go for it. Okay, well, now, I think everybody understands sexual energy, libido, relationship, what it feels like to be loved, to, to be in love, to be aroused. That is, that is the energy of your sexual chi, jing chi. So, now, what do we do with it? How do we express it? And this is a big work. This is a lifetime work. This is not something that we just get a tool and a technique and then we're different. We, we're gonna, what we're gonna develop is a skill set and a, a variety of tools that we can use depending on our circumstances. Am I working with my own energy in a meditation and within myself? Am I working with a partner? Um, that, those kinds of things are all gonna vary depending on uh, individuals. So if you want to feel this energy, one great exercise is called um, warming the stove, warming the stove, because in alchemy, we need, we need fire to start to cook up this energy. And we, we started talking about it in terms of cooking. And so warming the stove is a way not only to strengthen your energy, but to help that energy to sublimate and circulate. So you're going to put your hands on your belly and we're going to warm the stove <clears throat> between your navel and your pubic bone. These, all these pressure points here are good for um, activating sexual energy. So you're going to just circle your hands in a clockwise direction between the navel and the pubic bone, a little closer to the pubic bone. And those points right there where your palms are is called the sea of chi, chi high, the sea of chi. Mm-hmm. And by opening these points, it helps to warm up our sexual energy in a very balanced way. So you do it, the recommendation is about a hundred little circles, quick little circles going in a clockwise direction. Now, which way is clockwise? If the clock was on your belly facing away from you, so you'd go down your left and up your right in that kind of circle. So basically the way, your, the direction your intestines are going. Correct, exactly. So a hundred circles and then we do a breathing exercise that's a little faster. You're gonna inhale through your nose and you're gonna exhale through your mouth. Now as you exhale through your mouth, where your hands are, where you were just rubbing, you wanna bring that area back towards your spine. So push in a little bit. Yep, so it goes back towards your spine. Try it all together. Fanning the fire, it's a quicker yogic kind of breathing practice. 
Now, if you want to ignite this fire, oxygen, breath, helps to stoke a fire. So that's what we're doing here. And you do it for a minute or so. Now, can I add one more little piece of the practice? Of course. To make it extra connected to our sexual energy. Sure. When you exhale, you're going to squeeze your pelvic floor okay. like a Kegel exercise. So this is going to be tricky. This is going to take a little practice to you. And as you exhale, you squeeze your pelvic floor. Okay, so you're exhaling, you're pushing in on your belly, and you're pulling up on your pelvic floor. Right. And you're not pushing with your hands. The belly's just going back by itself. Okay. So the hands are okay. fairly relaxed. Okay. So, but, but your tummy's going in a little bit. It does go back towards the spine. Okay. Cool? Correct. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's a little bit like rubbing your belly and tapping your top of your head. It takes uh-huh. a little bit of uh, skill. But it is a great exercise. It's, a, it's like a Kegel exercise that's uh, revved up a little bit because it's going to give you more abdominal strength. It's going to give you more um, circulation through the ovaries and the uterus and the sexual organs and the prostate gland. So it's very good for both men and women for increasing circulation to this area, warming the stove and fanning the fire. Awesome. Mm-hmm. As you cook, your, what do we want to call it? Uh, your we sexual want to energy. That energy huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. We want something, yeah. you know, that's the thing we want energy to work with. Now with modern life, if we're stressed out, if we haven't, if we've been sedentary, we haven't been moving enough and we're sitting on, you know, think about where we're sitting on all day on our, on our <clears throat> behinds and our pelvic floors, it creates stagnant energy. So this exercise helps to circulate the energy. Plus that pelvic floor, it's like the bottom of a glass. And so the upper body gets more movement with the breath and the heartbeat, but the bottom often doesn't get enough circulation. So we develop a lot of stagnation or problems in that area because it doesn't get enough movement <clears throat> or attention. And so what we want to do is we want to create circulation there. And the Taoist practitioners saw that by watching nature, we understand how our bodies work. So water that doesn't move becomes stagnant. And energy that doesn't move becomes the same way. So sexual energy needs to circulate and move and and get that um, movement there. So those two exercises are wonderful. The other thing to do would be to Make sure you stand up, you know, at least once every two hours from your desk or from the couch and do a little movement, little stretch, do some Qigong would be the best. Do some of these breathing practices, get your energy to move. These two exercises will help your overall energy, your endocrine system and your hormone, hormone balance. Okay. So, and I'm curious too, you know, you mentioned the prostate and I was thinking, oh, well, you know, of course men and women are different. And so I was wondering, I'm sure that, you know, that there's like, you would say different things for men and you would say different things for women. Um, you know, so can we talk a little bit about the differences between men and women and, um, you know, when it comes to the sexual practices or building the energy, um, you know, cultivating that energy? Yeah. You know, 
it's interesting because we're not so different as people think because the, what works for men and women is what works for us human beings. So we talked about circulation of energy. That, that is universal. We want circulation of energy. Now, the female reproductive organs are inward and the male reproductive organs are outward. So there are some differences because for men, you can, you can grab a hold of these organs very easily and stimulate them. And where women project outward are the breasts and the breast tissue. So the actual Qigong practices for women sometimes is working with the breasts to help to transform and working with warming the stove. So in Taoism, there is a saying that women are more yin sexually and men are more yang sexually. So that means men can be a little quicker to get hot. Yang is fire. But once they burn out, they burn out faster. And women like water, it might take a little longer to get hot or warmed up. But once it's hot, it stays hot longer. And so depending on our individual, our unique individual sexual expressions, some women are more young and some men are more yin. So these, these um, kind of ancient sayings, definitely take them with a grain of salt, understanding your circumstance, who you are, because it depends on your partner, depends on the circumstances, lifestyle, all these things can be variable. And so what we want to do is go, okay, my sexual energy has expressions of both yin and yang. It gets aroused and activated. That's yang. And it's yin. It's, 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 even though I'm not aroused, I still have sexual energy. It's calm. It's relaxed. I can maybe still feel it, but it's not activated. And so that's the yin and yang of sexual energy which is very similar to emotional energy. I might, I have the potential to feel a lot of emotions, but they're not always activated. So when emotions get activated, it's more yang. And when emotions are more quiet, it's more yin. And so here's what we want. We want with our partners to feel that we activate each other's sexual energy and we activate each other's heart energy. And this activation of heart and sexual energy is the warming of the energy so that it starts to circulate inside yourself and between your partner. And when those two circulate, all of a sudden we feel great. It's like, oh, I feel love. I feel arousal. I feel orgasmic. I feel all these pleasurable energies circulating through me. Now, when that happens, a whole cascade of positive hormones get activated and your body will actually go through a natural healing process healing through through pleasure and so it's a wonderful way in fact robin here's the here's the fun fun fact back in the day chinese medicine doctors used to prescribe sexual positions and exercises for couples to heal particular ailments so if you went to the doctor and said i have asthma and i get frequent colds they might write on a prescription pad do this sexual posture and this breathing exercise with your partner two times a day for two weeks. How's that for a good, good prescription? Yeah, right. Many people uh -huh. want to go to the doctor more often. <laughs> Definitely. Uh -huh. The doctor said we need to. <laughs> well, and they say, right? Honey, like, this is what the doctor prescribed. Exactly. They say sex fix a headache, right? So, uh-huh. It's healthier than taking a Tylenol. That's right. It absolutely is. So you mentioned the different positions and postures. Like, is there like a whole list of like different positions and stuff besides like the typical ones that people tend to think of, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it was called, now the history of this practice comes from 
The Yellow Emperor's Classic of the Bedchamber. The Yellow Emperor's Classic of the Bedchamber. I heard it. You have to look up that book. Uh Now, this was the Yellow Emperor was an emperor in China who was sometimes referred to as the father of Chinese medicine some 4,000 years ago. And he had um, hundreds of concubines. And he was getting very tired and depleted because he had all these wives and concubines and, uh, and women to please. So he was asking the three masters what to do about his problem. And these three masters were three Taoist women that were masters of energy arts. And they give him instructions on how to cultivate his energy, how to please his partners, how to exchange energy. So it was very... Um, Female friendly, I would say, and it was and the, the advice came from these these three women, which I just find it wonderful because it's it's one of the only classic texts where it's um, it's really leans more into the the mastery that comes from the divine feminine. Mm-hmm. And what I like about that is I feel like that is something that the world is calling for now is this yin energy, this feminine energy, this nurturing energy, where we're where we bring this into the way in which we treat each other and in which we, we, we treat the world in, in this mutual respect and seeing it as a relationship and as opposed to a conquering and an overcoming. And, uh, you, you know, so it, it's much more harmonious that way. Mm-hmm. So um, that was the origin of this particular practice. And yes, there was different positions, very Kama Sutra like um, that, and then descriptions of what, each of those positions, um, what energy was delivered from each of those positions and maybe some breathing exercises and things to think about and visualize as you were doing that. Now, one of my early practices and, and, and um, things that I worked on with Montak Chia, I, I was hired by Montak Chia, who was a Taoist master in my early 20s to, to write and ghostwrite his books. And he handed me this really old manual that was called Sexual Reflexology. And it was all, all about different positions and ways to stimulate energy points to create harmonious energy, much in the same way Chinese medicine works. It's like if your energy was too stagnant, how do we get it circulating? If it was cold, how do we warm it up? If it was too hot, how do we cool it down? And so it was this manual of how to work with your partner to balance your energy in this therapeutic kind of way. So it was really fun project and, and book to work on from, from an ancient cultural perspective and making it relevant for modern life. Mm-hmm. That's really awesome. So did you like, did you, did you guys produce a book about that or like what did you do with that information? We did. Uh, yeah. Sexual reflexology was the name of it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then, you know, in the workshop that I taught, uh, I, I, talked about this book and then I even did some instruction. So if people want more material, the Taoist sexual secrets workshop um, is a wonderful resource to, to learn about it in a deeper, on a deeper level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll, uh, I'll post the link to that um, in the show notes too. Maybe, um, maybe give people a, some kind of discount off the Taoist sexual secrets workshop. Give them a coupon I think, or something. I think that would be good. Awesome. Okay, great. Yeah, I think people will really enjoy that, especially we do all those exercises. We talk about the reflexology. We talk about the history and all kinds of 
interesting things about this mm-hmm. topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I actually uh, was there for that workshop when we uh, when we recorded it. It was really awesome. Yes, indeed. That mm-hmm. was great. Mm-hmm. So let's take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, I have a question I want to ask you. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Tune in to The James Dentley Show and learn strategies for success in business and in life. Dr. James Dentley is a proven success coach who knows how to convert good into great You'll find out from the achievers and leaders how they got to be the success stories that they are. And Dr. Dentley and his guests will give you the tools you need to follow in their footsteps. It's time to become the best version of you. Listen to The James Dentley Show, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Empowerment. Many people don't like to talk about death, but like it or not, it's going to happen to you, me, your loved ones, and everyone. It's best to ask the important questions sooner than later. That's where inspiring end-of-life conversations with host Nina Impala can help. We cover all of the important questions, including aging loved ones, cancer, losing a child, hospice, pets, and messages left by our loved ones. Tune in Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at HolisticSexEdRadio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. Hey everyone, we're back. So Lee, I am really curious. So looking back, so all that you know now, all your wisdom, all that you've learned about Qigong and Taoist practices and all this stuff, is there something that you wish that that you had come to know as a teenager or that your parents had, were, would have been able to teach you about, um, we're kind of talking about sex here, so why don't we keep it into the more of the sexual realm? Yes, I mean, I think, number one, it's natural that all the feelings that you are feeling are normal, um, that it's a beautiful part of life, and that it is a treasure to, to cherish, and, and like any treasure, sometimes it takes a little work to excavate the gold. And so this excavation, how do we work with it as energy? Um, and I think first and foremost, I, I feel like too many young people are embarrassed, shamed. Um, uh, yeah, and I think just, just conflicted about 
their sexuality and they don't, they, they, they feel like it needs to be suppressed and they're, 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 um, they want to keep it under wraps kind of thing. And so when we start to talk about it and bring it out in the open and let children know healthy ways of expressing it and connecting, giving them options and, and, and healthy role models, I think these, these kinds of things can do wonders because I think a lot of the problems in the world can stem from sexual trauma, can stem from sexual misunderstandings, and then we overly compensate and, and don't know how to treat each other with love, kindness, and respect. Because when those things are intact, when we have healthy, loving sexual expression, we feel happy, we feel elevated, our day is lighter. And I think that is a treasure and a gift that um, can be taught to our children in, in ways that feel really good to them and not embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, and you mentioned kids um, and I really feel like, I don't know if you've actually come out and said this out loud, but basically what we're talking about is more of a lifestyle here, like as a way of life um, that these practices are something that you, you know, that you incorporate into your life kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Because, you know, there are ways in which let's say, holy men and women, monks and priests and nuns, they will take a vow of, of chastity and, and use that. You're still using that sexual energy to sublimate it towards the divine. It's still about creating a connection and a relationship, but just using that energy in, a, in let's say, a vertical direction as opposed to a horizontal direction. Horizontal meaning person to person and vertical meaning your person towards a divine source but it's still the same energy. That energy, think of what sexual energy does. It's unifying, it brings two energy, two separate energies together, and it has the possibility of creating new life. Mm-hmm. And so um, it, seeing it as energy, we can direct that energy to different things, whether it is a creative project. I wanna put my energy into a book or an art or a, or a dance piece. That's still sexual energy getting sublimated and transformed. And so to see it as part of life and not separate from and not shameful, I think um, it can do wonders for our emotional well-being, our relationships, and even our, even our spiritual practices because it is, it, we feel fragmented as human beings often when we, we see everything as separate, when it all is interconnected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all are one, as they say, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So, you know, and so, and you mentioned that spiritual, spiritual connection. Um, and I know a lot of people, you know, when we think about sex or relationships, you know, it's like sometimes, you know, a lot of us are like looking for something quote unquote more kind of thing. And I think that more is, you know, deeper communication, deeper connection, you know, more intimacy, uh, that connection with the higher power. So let's talk a little bit more about like that connection to the divine and how we can use that energy, you know, to, I don't know what, strengthen the channel or how can we use that energy yeah, with the I divine? Mean, speaking of integration, I mean, think about when you're, we, we, when we're with a partner and we start to feel sexual energy. Now, if, if that energy supplements to the heart, we also feel love for this person. So if, if we're just sexually attracted without the heart, um, it's one, it's, it's a different kind of energy. It's not necessarily bad or good, but, always we're seeking energy to sublimate into higher, more refined vibrations. And sometimes, and very frequently, it first starts in the heart. Like we feel, need to feel a connection. We need to feel 
an emotion. We need to feel like, oh, I feel connected to this person. We had a good conversation. We have, uh, you know, I, I like them. I love them. And then that heart opening opens the fire. Heart is the fire. It starts to warm up the sexual energy. Now, now sexual energy and loving energy start to connect. And now when we start to, let's call it make love, we start to feel the energy sublimate into higher frequencies and people will start to see, you know, even having sex, they'll be like, oh my God, people shout out the divine name while they're making love. Why is that? Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. all of a sudden the energy sublimating and it's this beautiful spiritual experience. Now the energy is just, it's the same energy transforming into a different frequency. And so divine energy, emotional energy, physical energy, same energy, just manifesting in different forms. Like ice turns to water, water turns to vapor. All of that is H2O. And so when it's sublimated in a different state, it feels very different, you know? Um, and, that's, and that's what we wanna feel, that integration with my heart and my spirit and my body with another person. And we'll say, God, that was such a beautiful experience. Now, all, it doesn't always happen that way, but some f form or fashion of that can happen, and that's our potential. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people really are looking for that. So when, like, let's say, let's, let's take a scenario, like a couple is together making love, and they want to you know, like actively like raise that level and have that connection with the divine. Like how would you move the energy in that way? Or like, what would you do if, if, you know, if you were like consciously trying to do that? Okay. So first and foremost, I think coming back to the heart, um, establishing clear communication and opening the heart because the heart is like the entry. It's the middle ground between the physical body and the divine body. Mm -hmm. And so when you open the heart, whether it's, you know, having a nice conversation, clearing up whatever, um, you know, stress might be in the relationship, uh, letting go, forgiveness, compassion, anything that's fun and connecting and to open the heart, whether it's dancing, having a nice dinner, uh, laughing together, it, that's, that's a good place to start. So we first let go of the old, letting go of what needs to be let go of, you know, in relationships, we all have get hurt feelings and we have emotions that we bring in. So as we start to let go of that, we become lighter and lighter within ourselves. And that creates a lightness and a playfulness in the relationship. And that energy then it will naturally lead to divine expressions. And to sometimes to try and make that happen can be challenging. Um, the other way to do it would be to, with your partner, sit in meditation together, do some breathing practices, do Qigong um, as a leading into more intimate energy exchanges. Yeah, I love the whole idea of raising the, those vibrations. And, and, you know, I believe, you know, that that helps our joy into our lives and more connection. Yeah, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for people who are struggling with say like sexual issues like erectile dysfunction or sexual pain or those science things can these practices help people address those kinds of issues and if so like 
in what ways? Like, because of course we're here to talk about men and women again. Um, you know, men are external, women are internal. Can you like give us well, a quick run? Here's the, here's the thing with with sexual energy. First and foremost, sexual energy goes gets depleted with stress. So yeah. when you do your qigong practice and you get resourced and energized, automatically the side effect is balanced sexual energy. So if you have erectile dysfunction, cramps, PMS. Um, uh, hot flashes, it will all get better with lowering stress. Mm -hmm. And like we said, with that exercise that we did in the practice, that fanning the fire increases circulation. So erectile dysfunction, um, painful periods, uh, low libido, all happen because either there's some stagnation or not enough circulation of energy in that Mm -hmm. area. So what we even showed today on the on on the on your show will help address all of that and then if people did you know tried the the two week subscription and did some qigong practice lower their stress automatically the side effect is improved sexual energy and increased libido Mm, perfect yep awesome i know that you have a free gift for everybody you have a two-week trial subscription to uh, your video classes oh wonderful yes I think this is such a great foundation to energy work, energy practice, whether it's uh, meditation or sexual energy work. Doing Qigong really helps you to get familiar with and skilled at moving energy. And once you develop that skill set, you can do it with whatever energy that is there coming up for you in your own life. So Mm -hmm. that's always the foundation of, of, of whatever deeper practice that people want to get into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So start and, you know, if you're not familiar with it, start with the basics and then, you know, expand to all the, the different types of energy that are out there. I know I've heard you not only talk about sexual energy, but food energy and air, like breath energy and prenatal energy and all kinds of stuff. So all just, kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. exactly. It's so much fun. And I think it's better for people to start learning it into energy work and practices because it just leads to, like we said, the treasures of life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much, Lee. It's been a real pleasure talking with you today. Thanks so much, Robin. So great to be here. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Thank you for spending some of your precious time with us today. While these conversations may be difficult at times, the rewards are well worth it. We have the power to change the world by what we teach our kids. Join host Robin LaCrosse next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another thought-provoking conversation. Thank you and have a beautiful day.